This week on Blind Debate, we have Tim the Mouse Killer joining the boys. Welcome to the Blind Debate Podcast. The Blind Debate with Neil and Ricardo. Hello and welcome to The Blind Debate. I'm Neil. And I'm Ricardo. We're influencers on MySpace. When that thing comes back, we're going to be golden. All right, so Neil, refresh my memory. How does this work? Well, we will have controversial topics, we'll flip a coin, and each of us needs to argue their side. After the debate, if you change your opponent's mind, you get a point. At the end of the series, which is very soon now, the person with the most points takes home the blind debate cup. May cause drowsiness and loss of motor function. We know the topics beforehand, but we only find out what side we'll be defending when we start. We're tied again, Neil. It's for all, and it's the semi-final. How are you feeling? Um, pretty stressed. Not going to lie. Today is uh, today's a big one. Uh, it means quite a lot in terms of uh, the Blind Debate Cup. Um, also, one thing that's annoyed me this week before we get started. Um, you know adverts for shops like Curry's PC World and, and uh, Argos and things like that? We are not sponsored by either of them, but yes, we are open to it. And we, we won't be after this. You know they have their employees to do adverts for them so they have them speak on uh, camera yep so they always get the person who can't read properly to do the advert so you'll get someone being like welcome to curry's pc world where everything can happen and then they'll go on and talk about some random product for two minutes on an advert nothing matters it, it's completely irrelevant but they can't speak <laughs> it's so frustrating so you're just sat there watching some moron who didn't get a single GCSE chat on TV when there's actual voiceover artists sat at home waiting to record good audio, which will make you actually want to watch your adverts. So yeah, that's my uh, that's my little uh, annoyance this week. Um, anyway, back to the podcast. Well, companies, if you do want a moron without any GCSEs that can actually speak uh, in public, so just hire us. We are available. Exactly. I'll take it. I'll stop trying to sell us for one second so we can get back to our podcast. And we have a very special guest today, don't we? We do. Um, today, we have a person whose name is Tim. Hello, Tim. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you both? Very well, very well. Welcome to the Blind Debate. Are you comfortable sitting comfortably? Have a drink already? I'm very comfortable. I'm actually sitting on a new office chair, uh, which I'm oh. trialing for the first time today. And so far, so very good. Good. As long very as it doesn't good. give you piles, you'll be fine. Yeah, I'll let you know after the show. Yeah, I did not know that that meant hemorrhoids. I'm really sorry. Like, yeah, <laughs> I had to Google that one day. But that's okay. So, Tim, no pressure, but the last episode we had a professional comedian on. So, yeah, how many Netflix specials do you have? No, I'm not. I'm joking. So it's good. It makes us sound funnier, hopefully. Yes, I have zero Netflix specials, and I probably have about one bad joke to my name, which I couldn't recall. Amazing. Well, I have a bunch of Netflix specials. They're all in my queue waiting to be watched. So, Tim, again, no pressure, but it's a debate podcast, so we're going to ask you to introduce yourself 
by convincing us to like you. Okay, thank you. So what I thought I'd do is um, rather than tell you some slightly less exciting stuff, like I'm a loyal friend, I'm a good person, I give money to charity, all those kind of good things, but not necessarily things which are going to give me an edge. I thought I'd let you know three things that I can offer you and see whether those are enough for you to like me. So the three things I've come up with are, number one, numerous terrible accents. Number two, the Halo theme tune when situated in a location that has the right acoustics. And three, an acceptable level karaoke partner. And those three things together are why you should like me. I, I feel like we should be singing Halo in a yeah, church. Yeah, you, you had me at uh, Halo there, to be fair. Um, that's that's one of uh, my favourite things about you, Tim. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I thought I thought I had to include it there just to, just to try and give me the edge. And I will say I had sung karaoke with Tim, and yeah, he is a pretty decent singer. Although, I have to say, you can't just bait us with the, the accents and not do one. If you want, you can try and... This is going to go terrible. If You can try and name an accent, and I'll try and do it if you really want. I have proved already in former episodes I am the worst at accents. So. I've heard. They, they are spectacular, Ricardo. <laughs> go for Italian. Oh, dear. Okay. Um, okay, uh, this is my Italian accent. Um, I, I say this, I hope I do not offend anyone, but I feel like uh, at the end of the sentence, uh, you just pronounce the uh on the end, like that. I feel like I'm in, I'm a Piazza Navona having an espresso. <laughs> is that offensive? I'm not sure. I apologise if it is. If we didn't have listeners in Italy before, we definitely don't now. So... <laughs> <laughs> This is this is the best way to limit the amount of countries that um that listen exactly. to the <laughs> Exactly. Who needs exposure? Uh. If we've offended everyone to a suitable degree, shall we get started on our first uh, part of the podcast? Let's do it. All right. So first part is in my defense, which we find a topic which everyone hates, and the three of us try to defend it. It's just a little warm-up round. And today's topic is CAPTCHA, those little weird squiggly letters that you have to type in to create an email account that you never can get on the first try because they're just too complicated. Yeah, it's the I'm not a robot thing. What do we have against robots? Let them just create their email accounts as well. <laughs> exactly. I'm a robot at gmail.com. Just let it happen. <laughs> Amazing. So we're going to defend CAPTCHAs. Everybody ready? Yep. Yep. Skynet. If you're listening, we know you're out there. We know you're trying to take over the world. You won't be able to. You know why? CAPTCHA. Yeah. When you're trying to create your Twitter account to rig the U.S. election, we're going to say, no, 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 no. Not today, Satan. You have to tell me those five letters that are squiggled over in there. If even humans can't do it, then you won't be able to do it as well. Oh, you got the letters? So now show me all the taxis in this picture. Nah. Boom, the night cancelled. Skynet's destroyed, universe saved. I'll be back. So on Capture, first of all, the other day I was doing one. Um, it's really annoying because some letters that are capitals look the same as they do when they're lowercase. Um, yeah, that's that's another one for another time. Um, but Capture actually is a very useful thing. Um, it stops you you know, being uh, defrauded by uh, the people from I Am Robot. 
Um, it's a good thing. Uh, why not test yourself against uh, being able to look at some colors at the same time as uh, seeing if you actually know your alphabet? Um, it's always good to to check your eyesight, uh, see if you can see letters. Uh, if you keep getting them wrong, it's probably a good sign to go to the opticians. Um, so why not have yourself tested by Capture? For me, so I was I was thinking about Capture. And I think one of one of the, the best. Um, seasons to use Capture is now because we have been stuck in lockdown for however long and Capture seems to always uh, want you to recognise cars and traffic lights and taxis and if you haven't been outside of your house for the last year you may have forgotten what a car traffic light or taxi looks like so what better way to get you back into into reality and back in the real world by practising with some Capture so see it as a as, as a way to reintegrate yourself back into society <laughs> I love that. Rewriting the Matrix. <laughs> Using Capture to slowly remind you what the real world is like. It's it's good because it gives you that little extra bit of anxiety we used to have when you left the house. By like, oh, should I choose this? Is is this a hill or is this just a curve? I don't know. But maybe I'll choose it. Just live dangerously. Yeah, I yeah, I'm with you. The best ones are, are when you have like a the corner of the lamppost and you're like there is some lamppost in there. Do I think exactly. like four pixels? Does this count? And, and you're very afraid of disappointing the computer that's judging you. Oh, 100%. That's trying to figure out you're not a computer. Yet. Yeah, because you know Google is judging you. Yeah. I mean, they're judging us right now. All right. So I feel we've we captured the capture spirit. Haha. Uh-huh. So now we are ready to get started on our semifinals. So we're going to have some topics, we're going to flip a coin, and Neil and I are going to fight for Tim's approval like little quokkas throwing their babies at predators. <laughs> no, for real, they do that. Look it up. So, perfect. And what is our first theme today, Neil? Today, our first theme in Blind Debate is internet dating. So, Ricardo, do you fancy flipping a coin? I do fancy flipping a coin. Let's flip a coin. And it is tail, so I'm against internet dating. Do you want to start defending internet dating, Neil? Absolutely. Picture this. You're sat at home after your seventh failed relationship, after being single for two and a half years, on your couch, looking at the TV, thinking, is there anyone out there for me? Well, there might not be in your local area. However, there's this amazing technology called the internet. It enables you to, you know, speak to anyone around the world, anyone, anywhere you want to. There are sites that you can join and you can find like-minded people, talk about things that you're interested in with them, start forming a relationship, and you can start widening your search parameters to find a relationship. There's no bad thing about that. If people can improve their life, if they can get more from their sort of dating world and they can widen their pool and, and see more of the world... What's the bad side to that? Internet dating is a good thing. It enables more people to meet people who will be for them. I know many, many people who have found uh, love through internet dating and, and they are married and happy together. Internet dating proves it is possible. It's been going on for a long time and something that's been going on for that long, if it was unsuccessful, would have been dropped by now. In today's cult- cancel culture, it would have been gone instantly. However, it's positive. It's a good thing. People can see each other. They can they can widen their net. And why not enjoy other cultures and, and 
spread your uh, travel nest even further as well. I see no negatives in internet dating. Obviously, uh, you have to be careful with the internet because you never know exactly what's there. And there's, there's plenty of shows that I'm sure Ricardo will talk about, including Catfish. Um, but as long as you're careful and you're aware of the risks, I'm all for it. Over to you, Ricardo. Well, that argument definitely shows that you've been married for many, many years. So, internet dating. Why does it suck? And not in the good way. <laughs> Think about... <laughs> <laughs> I just drank to my water. Well done. I mean, I might just kill Neo and just win by default. That's yeah, exactly. That, that's part of the program as well. I'm okay with that. So yeah, internet dating is just kind of like the real life, but on steroids. So I'm not a beautiful man. I'm not gonna lie, and it's it's hard for me to find a partner. So. It's okay for me to at least say, oh, it's fine. Like in my neighborhood, I already tried and nobody likes me, so I, I can be single. But now, no, the whole freaking world is fair game. So now me being single is just because I'm stupid. It's because I can't go on Tinder and swipe right at everyone and just desperately try to find someone. That's thing one. Thing two is it's very hard to detect sarcasm and craziness over text. True. It is. You kind of like you start having a conversation. Oh, that person's so ironic. No, they're not. They actually mean that they want everyone to be dead. So, yeah, that's the person you have to have a frappuccino with for two hours and just leave and make sure they're not following you. So, yeah, Internet dating is a sham. It basically just gets you closer to the loonies. If someone's really good looking and nice and a good partner, they already have a partner. So, yeah, you're not going to find them on the internet. I am sorry. You have to meet them through friends of friends. That's how people meet people. I don't know. I don't know actually how people meet people. I, I've been single for 72 years. But. 72 years? Yes. Yeah, he's actually 93 this year. <laughs> Much older than you look, Ricardo. What's your skin routine? I mean, I just eat skin nonstop. Uh, no, uh, but basically moisturize, moisturize, moisturize. I, I'm in a tub of Vaseline as we speak. Yeah, that may be why I'm single. <laughs> <But> <laughs> going back to internet dating, it's just like, yeah, catfishing. Catfishing, I don't think it's even the worst thing because people can catfish in real life. Like, just put a lot of makeup on, a push-up bra, and, like, poor lighting. You can catfish someone in real life. My biggest thing is ghosting. It is so easy to ghost someone. and So, like, you're having a conversation, you really like this person, and then out of nowhere, you are never going to speak to them again. So the level of heartbreak when you think someone's going your way and then just disappear into the ether, it is the worst. I don't need that in my life. I don't care what my mama says. I'm okay single. I'm a strong, independent person. I don't need nobody. Off to you, Tim. There were some great points from, from both sides, um, I have to admit. I think what swayed me when... Uh, when this topic came up and what both of you uh, reiterated was the advantage of internet dating that I think Neil brought up, which stands out above uh, the other arguments was, and this sounds bad, but I'm going to say it anyway, you can basically try before you buy in the sense of you can chat to someone without really costing you any money, unless you're obviously paying for whichever site or app you're using um, to be able to see whether there's a connection with them before you go and spend money on them or with them. And I think that aspect sways me 
Um, that, however, Ricardo, you did bring up a very deep point there. I felt about catfishing in real life, about people um, dressing up and putting on certain uh, accentuating, of, yeah, accentuating <laughs> certain aspects of their appearance. And I was like, oh, this is this is getting philosophical. So I'm going to stop on there. I'm probably going to give the point to Neil on that one. Woo-hoo! The irony is he was referring to me wearing my push-up bra. But anyway, uh, Ricardo, what's, what's our next topic? <laughs> Let me get out of my bathtub of Vaseline and check that out for you. All <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> it's too real. Uh, so, right. The next topic, the one that I need to win, otherwise um, this ends very quickly, is snakes. You know, the thing that does. Yeah, that one. So, right, Neil, do you want to flip a coin to see if you're going to argue against or for snakes? Absolutely. Heads, so I will be defending snakes. Ricardo, off you go. All right. Indiana Jones, most amazing scientist and archaeologist in the world, be it the fictional world, but still the world. He hates snakes. So... You have to go with him. Like, snakes are freaky. They got no arms. They got no legs. You can't trust them. They're just weird. And also, they're not slimy. They're scaly. Does that make them better? No, they're awful. They will bite you, and you will die. Like, for no reason. You're just walking around. This being that's just the tail is like, oh, screw this guy. He gonna die. He just bites you, and you die. That's it. That's what snakes are. What purpose did they form? Like maybe some guys make their living by like sing by playing the low flute and getting the snake out of the basket, but that's just animal cruelty. But snakes deserve it because they're awful and they freak me out. I honestly they freak me out. I I, I go into kind of like aquariums or whatever and they have snakes inside their little things. I am freaked out. I can't look at them because they know I'm afraid of them, so they will come after me. So snakes are bad, bad animals. They judge people on their nationalities they make funny accents at them when they're not looking so they're basically us uh and yeah they make their own podcasts and they talk bad things about brands as well so yeah snakes are awful awful beings you should not be friends with snakes and if you are you're just a bad person over to you neil so ricardo here's why you're wrong Snakes are actually a very good animal in our ecosystem. Uh, They control pests. Uh, There is currently a mouse plague in Australia. Um, This plague is because there was a lot of culling of snakes. So without the snakes around, there is suddenly a plague of mice, uh, which is destroying farms. Um, So snakes are a natural sort of form of pest control. So very important. Uh, Without the snakes, uh, suddenly the world is in trouble. Uh, There will be animals and and loads of overrunning of of areas and farms will be ruined which means we can't eat so uh yeah that's a problem um also snakes are fairly actually relaxed animals um they will let you know when you get near them if say for instance a rattlesnake if you're too close you'll hear the of a rattle that was my uh, best impression there um um, and it'll let you know you're too close in which case step back it's just told you to move so move so yeah there's no need to get too close to it um ricardo what you're discussing is uh of, of the fear of snakes has been bred by films and media it's not actually 
snakes themselves, it's the same as sharks. People are terrified of sharks, thanks to jaws. But sharks are actually good animals and very uh, placid and only feed when they're hungry. Um, so same as snakes, uh, very relaxed animals, no need to hate them. Um, and no, they're not slimy and gross. If you touch them, they're actually quite dry. Um, so yeah, nothing to fear about them. Nice animals, uh, pretty relaxed. Uh, and yeah, what's what's your problem with snakes? Over to you, Tim. Uh, they don't moisturize. That's my first problem. But yeah, go on, Tim. Um, again, t- t- some very good points. Um, Neil, you nearly swayed me with the Australian mice story um, because I despise mice and had a very uh, difficult interaction with a mouse once. If we have time, I can tell you. However, um, we have time. Please go on. Was his name Tom or Jerry? Okay, basically, <laughs> basically, okay. Here's what happened. I was camping when I was about ten, and um, I was in my tent and I was, I was in my sleeping bag. Obviously, it's sleeping. Show me on the door where the mouse is. Two in the morning. <laughs> God, it's worse than that, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> And in the night, I felt something brush my leg. And so I just kicked, as you, as you do. And I rolled over and uh, went back to sleep. Um, oh, no. And then once again, I felt something brush my leg. So I kicked and kicked. And I kicked oh. my sleeping bag off me and went back to sleep. I woke up in the morning and I, I didn't have my sleeping bag. And it was by my feet. And I was like, why, why is this the case? So I went to the sleeping bag, unzipped it. And I basically slept with this mouse during the night. Nothing happened. Um, and <laughs> and basically kicked it to death, which oh, I wow. sincerely oh, apologise wow. to the mouse for, and all mice and rats listening, and any any rodents. Um, however, from that point onwards, I have had a a fear of mice. Understandable. So that 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 nearly swayed me, Neil. Uh, it really did. However, I trust. However, you remember that after the mice, they now have a best snake problem in Australia. <laughs> but go on. However, I do trust anything that Indiana Jones does and says, and I think that swayed me. Uh, Neil, you brought up the um, the point of uh, of the media. However, Snakes on a Plane is such a terrible film that I think that that once again adds to the um, adds to the weight of me following Ricardo on this one. So I'm against Snake Ricardo. The point is yours. Tim has had it with his mother. Okay, go on. <laughs> I I kind of agree as well. I'm I'm not a fan of snakes. Um, yeah, not not great. The Bible tells you everything, doesn't it? Get rid of them. There's a reason. They, <laughs> there's a reason they lost their legs. If if there is one message from this podcast, I would not believe that it is the Bible tells you this. So you should listen. But. Uh, who am I to judge? I got the point, so I'm just gonna stay quiet. <laughs> we are quite no, honestly, no. Snakes do freak me out, like in in an irrational level. Like so, yeah. I I, I know what you're saying. Oh, the movies made no, 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 no. That thing looking at me gives me the heebie-jeebies. So yeah, no. Damn my Ricardo. Yeah, I'm yeah, that's fair. So we have our tiebreaker for the semifinal, and the last topic we're going to discuss today is gender review parties. Controversial. So you know when you're going to have a baby, and then you yes, and then you just do a party to tell people if it's a boy or a girl. So we're going to be talking about gender review parties, and I'm going to flip a coin to see if I'm for or against them. It's tails. I am against gender review parties. So Neo, do you want to start defending them? Sure, I will start to defend gender reveal parties. So, 
you are having a baby. Congratulations. Mazel tov. Uh, everybody's really happy for you. Uh, you're about to lose all of your sleep, uh, all of your money, uh, everything. However, apparently having a child is a wonderful thing and there is nothing better in the world to do. So everyone's really happy for you. You're happy. Uh, and why not have a celebration about that uh, forthcoming child um, with a party to reveal is it male? Is it female? Who knows? Um, so you'll typically have a balloon um, and you pop that balloon and then out comes blue confetti or pink confetti, uh, notifying which gender it is. I'll let you decide which color is which. However, here's my key thing. At these parties, there is t- typically cake. Where there is cake is a good thing. Cake is not a bad thing. Cake can never be a bad thing. So um, yeah, gender reveal parties have to, have to be good because there's typically cake there. Um, also, uh it's a party to celebrate all together it's a nice thing for everyone uh your friend is having uh, a baby so why not celebrate with them uh be joyous be together uh, it'd be nice eventually when people can actually be in the same area together without having to uh mask up and and you know wear hazmat suits um so why not enjoy moments like this in life uh, and celebrate as a society together uh, and enjoy moments of of love and cherish them together with cake especially cake cake wins ricardo okay over to you cake i i i'm not gonna lie i really want cake right now but i'm not having a baby so i can't have it so gender reveal parties here's why they are the awfulest most heinous thing in the world nobody cares about your baby like i'll repeat that nobody cares about your baby they don't care about your baby when it's born let alone before it's oh god like the social pressure that you put on me as someone who's not going to have any babies of like oh you're pregnant okay now i have to give them a card because they're pregnant yay now oh now we're gonna have a baby shower so now i have to buy diapers for you so then this baby's already costing me a fortune and that's not even mine and then oh we're gonna have another party that we're gonna reveal the gender of the baby oh god and i have to pretend to care like, honestly, even when the baby's born, I'm not going to care about it. Why do I care while it's still in your belly? I don't. Like, please, just keep it to yourself. Just put it on an email. I'll read it. Put it on a tweet. I'll, I'll, I'll like it. But, like, don't make me get out of my house. And, honestly, like, then the parents go overboard. They think it's a Broadway musical. And instead of doing the balloon, they'll... so. Let, let's take Neil's point and they do it in the cake. So they make a white cake on the, on the outside. And then when you cut in, it's either blue or, or pink or reddish green. I don't know, but it's a color that will say what the gender of the baby is. So why would you going to ruin cake? Like they ruin your cake, Neil. They just put a lot of artificial colorants in it just to, to, for a gig, but no, you're just ruining very good cake. But other people like to do fireworks and exotic dancers or whatever, and then they burn down forests in California. Yes, people. Babies are burning down forests in California. Wow. That, that, is, a, wow. that is a leap wow. and a half. <laughs> it is true. Look it up. There, there was a gender review party that they tried to do a firework in California. It was when the dry season, and it actually started a forest fire in California because someone just wanted to flex on the gender of their baby. So that is wrong. America. America. Keep your baby on its little cage until it's 18 and it's ready to join society. And that is my piece. Over to you, Tim. Wow. Um, some great points. Um, I think... <laughs> really? <laughs> he, he was referring to me. <laughs> okay. 
Um, I think the only bad cake is a urinal cake, to be honest, apart from that. I think yeah, all fair the play. cake yeah. is good. Um, I, I genuinely that. thought about a cake in the form of urinal, not really the little thing, <laughs> but go on. That shows you how um, much I know. <laughs> however, um, for me, gender reveal parties are just a no-no. I think I agree with most of what Ricardo said. Um, he, he really spoke to me. Some of the more outrageous stuff, I'm not sure I can go along with. However, uh, for my own reputation, I'll disassociate myself with some of the more extreme points Ricardo made. However, very smart. Um, things such as um, if you've already had a baby shower, you're gonna, the kids going to have many, many birthdays. You're probably going to have to buy stuff for. I don't really want to be buying something else or going to another event just to reveal the gender when actually it doesn't really make a difference. It's, it, it holds the same value if it's born male or female. So do you know what I mean? Like, oh, what's the word? You do you, baby. Cake. <laughs> <laughs> the bit you really showed any level of worth or any level of like, we should praise you for it was making the baby and the giving birth of the baby. Those are the two bits where you were like, well done, good job. The bit where you're just revealing the gender, I feel like isn't really something to be congratulated on. Do you know what I mean? Because once again, it holds the same value if it's born a boy or a girl, male or female. So I'm not really fussed. The point goes to Ricardo. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I kind of agree. Not a fan of, of gender reveal parties, to be honest. Uh, hence my only argument basically being cake, because uh, cake's, cake's a good thing. Yeah, It is a good argument. I'm not going to lie. I almost got swayed. I almost... Cake is always a good argument, to be fair. <laughs> cake <laughs> <laughs> you need to get me cake now <laughs> all right so i win you do yeah, all right i win the uh, semi-finals you're gonna have to work double hard for the finals neil very much so i'm i'm, uh, I'm gonna start stretching my debate muscles thin picks okay so <laughs> so before we let tim go back to the wild to sing the halo theme tune in in many places uh, we have another little uh, segment, and it's called This or That. And here we're going to give uh, two topics, and each of us has to choose one of them between the two. We don't really have to convince the other two, but it's just kind of our opinion and then talk a little bit about that. So our first topic is passenger or driver. What do you prefer to be? Easy for me, uh, driver straight away. I I don't like being a passenger. I feel uh, out of control. Uh, I also really enjoy driving. Um, yeah, it's a driver for me. I like I like to feel the road and and being charge of the car. I agree with you, Neil. Yeah, I'm a driver all the way. I like to be in control, and as, similarly, I do like driving. Hundred percent with you. I don't mind the drive, but honestly, especially like if it's a road trip or something like that, I prefer to be the passenger. Because I'm a controlling passenger, I, I I take over the GPS and the like the route and like when we're gonna stop and like looking for music. So I, I really like that bit and not having to worry about our lives. And yeah, my vision's not that great, so yeah. me not driving is probably a good good thing. It's true. It's basically like having a mole in charge of a car. <laughs> exactly. I look like one too. However, uh, <laughs> Ricardo, if you're if you're choosing passenger. You have to be a good level DJ. That's that's the key passenger role on any kind of road trip. Is they need to be quick on the mark when it comes to the tunes. Oh, absolutely! It's all show tunes and Shakira. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, quality right there. I, I will crash this car without touching the wheel. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
no, yeah, no, it's definitely it, also keeping the driver awake if it's a long drive, kind sure. of like keeping the conversation. It's basically like being a talk show host or a podcast host. So, yeah, I really identify with that. I really like being passenger. The other thing I can't take when I'm driving is like the backseat drivers. Mm. Yeah, the worst. Like, oh, no, watch out for that. Oh, no, you're here. My parents are really a lot like that. Like I've been driving for like 15 years. Again, my, my vision's not getting great, so maybe point to them. But uh, I've been driving for 15 years and like they still kind of get into the car and like keep correcting me like no no no, don't do this got that i'm like oh come on just let me do the my thing you know the worst thing is when people look at your speed and they're like oh you're, you're speeding and you're like, yeah i'm, <laughs> I do that. I'm sorry I do over that. the speed limit can you calm down please like you you can walk if you would rather no i do that but only when it's really above the speed limit i'm like uh, mm, uh yep speed 60 we're on the triple digits now so <laughs> chill down ricardo our next topic for this or that is cooking at home or takeaways? Ooh, it's food, so either of them would be really good. But yeah, uh, I really enjoy cooking at home, but we're going to get that on our next topic. But it's just such a mess, and then you have to buy a bunch of things that you don't necessarily use, uh, unless you're doing one of those subscriptions that they send you the whole thing, like, portioned. Like, you buy a bag of bean sprouts, and then you use, like, three little bean sprouts and now now you have that bag on your fridge and you don't know what to do with it so yeah i'm i'm gonna say takeout it's like i i enjoy a good takeout like feeling special let's get some chinese food yeah yep yeah, takeout for me it it does make a difference what the food is that you're getting a takeaway from it does it does if it's if it's a chinese takeaway basically every time that wins doesn't it but cooking at home can be really good you can make some incredible things at home uh if you're a good cook if you're not a good cook you're in trouble um but yeah i enjoy cooking uh especially the last sort of 12 months being stuck indoors most of it we've we've learned some really cool dishes so i i think cooking at home actually wins for me i agree i'm a cook at home advocate in this in this area um the one thing i would say ricardo uh, it is very frustrating when you are cooking maybe a meal for one or meal for two or whatever and you have a whole bag of bean sprouts and you only use four out of a hundred. <laughs> and yep. the the solution, which I've found, which I think both of you know that I'm a big advocate for myself, is meal prep. Like you can literally yep. blitz a whole week's worth of meals in one session, which may um, filter into our next topic. Um, yeah. And then you've got like meals for the rest of the day. So it, if you're really good, you can do a really good quality meal, do seven of them, put them in the freezer, and then a week later or two weeks later, you're basically having your own takeaway because you just get it out of the freezer and put it in the microwave. That is, the, honestly, that that would convince me, yeah. Uh, also, because I have no portion control, so whenever I'm cooking for one, I'm cooking for, like, a family of six. Uh, <laughs> I just, I just don't, I, yep, I just start putting more things in it. And I'm like, in the end, I'm like, oh, God, how many people am I expecting for dinner? Just me. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, it, it becomes meal prep anyway because it becomes leftovers. But yeah, yeah, I agree. That's that's good. If, you, if you're good at planning, then cooking at home is good. But when you realize, oh my God, it's 1030, I have nothing in my fridge. That's the takeaway time. Very true. Yeah. However, let's talk a little bit further on that. So um, what is worse, laundry or dishes? Dishes, 100%. Oh, interesting. Why? Um, your hands get wet and dirty, which I don't like. Um, because if, let's say you've had like a carbonara, or any kind of pasta sauce type dish. What's annoying is that you have to, you, you basically get that cold on your hands, which isn't isn't a nice feeling. 
Um, we previously, we've just moved house, and in our previous residence, that sounds very posh. It wasn't anything posh or, or fancy <laughs> at all. My residence. Yeah. In our, in our previous palace. Uh, yeah. um, in our previous residence, darling, we, we didn't actually have a dishwasher. We only had had a, a sink and some soap. The butler wasn't <laughs> washing up. Um, we only had... <laughs> Jeffrey, Jeffrey. Um, <laughs> we only had a sink. We didn't have a dishwasher. And now we have a dishwasher and it's completely changed our lives. And uh, doing the dishes, I just don't like doing. But it's reason why it's worse than laundry is laundry, you don't get your hands wet and dirty in comparison. And it also smells nice um, going on the way out. On the way in, obviously, you just have to hold your breath. But on the way out and you put it up um, for it to dry, it smells lovely. So that's why I prefer laundry over dishes. So I, I still kind of disagree uh, with that a little bit because the dishes I find quite uh, cathartic. Um, I feel like standing there just, you know, Ooh, cathartic. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, throwing out the big words today, uh, just practicing for next week when I have to win. Yeah, I like I like scrubbing a, a dish to get it clean. We also have a dishwasher, so that that helps because we don't have to do all the dishes. Um, but there are certain ones that you have to do and the utensils and stuff like that that can't go in the, in the dishwasher and pans and things like that. Um, I agree 100% with pasta sauces. If you're using cheese in a sauce, to wash oh. up that is absolutely horrendous you've got to do that it's straight rank, it? It is um, but my wife has come up with a little hack for that uh you get a piece of kitchen roll wet it a little bit put some soap on it and then you sort of wipe the sauce off and then you wash up the the pan so nice little uh, life hack for you all there um but yeah laundry also the smell of lenore is just phenomenal um we're not sponsored by them but if you do want to sponsor us reach out um yeah i i find this one quite a challenging one because the smell of laundry is amazing however i quite like washing up occasionally yeah come back to me after ricardo sorted it because okay. yeah I'm, I'm, i don't know <laughs> Is there, a, uh, Neil, is there a, partic- a particular fabric softener or flavour of Lenore that really tickles your fancy? Uh, yes, Spring Awakening. Yeah, Spring Awakening. It is also the name of a Tony Award winning musical in, in these states. But yeah, go 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 listen to it. I, I'm with Tim because like in my previous flat, I had a dishwasher and that was really, really convenient. What was their name? I don't anymore. <laughs> I wish. Yes, Jeffrey used to do the dishes. Just ring a bell. Uh, no. Jeeves, Jeeves, yes, Jeeves. Oh, yeah. And um, but yeah, now I have to. But honestly, again, I live alone, so there's not that many dishes. It is kind of like annoying to have to do, but like it, it's done in 15 minutes. Uh, I do think that dishes are worse because that it's just like yeah, as you said, disgusting. And sometimes like if there's some crusty little things on a pan, it just like keep scrubbing scrubbing and nothing in and it's still there so that's very frustrating uh laundry my only problem with laundry is first of all it's endless there's only two endless things the universe and laundry and and it just takes so long like you put like you just put it on the machine but still it takes like four hours then you have to go back to it and then you have to fold everything put everything back it's just like annoying but yeah uh I'll take laundry over dishes, so dishes are the worst for me. I think I'll agree with with both of you here. I, I'm purely just thinking of the smell of uh, Lenore Spring Awakening now. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, laundry laundry can win. The next one is, and I think this is going to be an easy and quick one, but phone calls or text? Text, next. <laughs> I knew it. Thank you, next. Why, text. Neil? 
Yeah, it has to be. It has to be text. Who wants a phone call in this day and age? It's ridiculous. No one wants to speak to you over the phone. It's outrageous. I, 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 I mean, as a first contact, no, but let's say you're missing someone. A text is just not enough. Like once a week, I'll have a call with one of my friends from like abroad, whatever. And we'll have like an hour call and it's, it's fun. It, it wouldn't be the same as texting. I think if you're thinking as the only way of communication, absolutely not. Don't don't ever call me. But like when you're a, what is nicer to receive a text or a call? Text. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think it I think it depends on who you're referring to. So if it's like a normal relationship that with someone that you see regularly, a phone call is just frustrating. Like you just don't need a phone call. Like I have I have a, a friend in South Africa who obviously I haven't seen in, in a long time because South Africa is is a long way away. Um, so we don't text. We voice note. So we're not... Oh, that's not the worst. Well, no, that's the worst. It's a good way of texting up, isn't it? Calls. It goes text, calls, voice note. Yep. GIFs. No, well, GIFs are the GIFs best. The top, what are you talking about? That's the best way of communication. <laughs> I, I communicate exclusively in GIFs. Yeah, Ricardo, my uh, conversation on uh, iMessage is purely GIFs. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, I do take that back, actually. It goes GIFs, <laughs> text, calls, voice note. Yeah. Emoji. Yeah. <laughs> Put yeah, emoji in the bottom yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. yeah, text wins, easy. That's my biggest pet peeve with like my Brazilian friends, because apparently all like communication in Brazil happens over voice notes. And they're not like quick little voice notes like, oh, are you coming to the party? Yes, I am. No. Hey, are you coming to the party? And this is an actual voice note that I heard from one of my friends. Like, hey, man, how you doing? So, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm doing okay. I've gone to the gym today and then it was leg day. And, yeah, so, you know, I, I wanted to go to the party, but my girlfriend, she has an uncle and he's not doing really well. So, yeah, I was going to drive us to the, to the hospital first and then we were going to do this and then we're going to have dinner. We're going to go to takeaway. And, like, honestly, it went on for six minutes. I, I, I timed it six minutes to in the end for him to say like so maybe i'll swing by like that could have been a maybe one word mm -hmm. maybe these are the moments where you realize who you should be friends with and who you shouldn't oh oh god that, that's an automatic block for me yeah for sure always ghost mode activated so i think yeah we're all gonna say text like honestly the worst thing in the world was when you text someone and then your phone rings you're just oh god no yeah Especially if, if though the other thing that I really I get really annoyed by is when you text someone and they voice call you out of the blue. It's you get a moment of dread, like your heart drops. You're like, "Why are you calling me? Like, you better be in trouble." Well, that's the thing. Like, calls now have become an emergency. Yeah, or yeah. Someone who you haven't seen for ages. So if if my like close friends text me, cool, fine. If they ring me out of the blue, I immediately think something is wrong. Yeah. 100%. Yep. I don't I don't need that that level of stress in my life unless they are actually in trouble then just text me and say I'm in trouble. And then also you don't need that level of stress in your life. So <laughs> <laughs> talking of uh, people that you're going to be texting it might be your friends who you're texting. So our next topic is a decision between two types of friends. You either have a rich friend or a loyal friend. So which one would you prefer? It's a tough one because it talks a lot about your personality and clearly I'm an awful human being. So yeah, rich friends. Rich friends can get you presents and they can take you to the exclusive parties. 
So they might not be loyal, but then you can get the poor friends to be loyal for you. But yeah, <laughs> I guess I have a lot of loyal friends, but no rich friends. So that's why I'm craving for that. Yeah, waiting for that bougie life. <laughs> exactly. Oh, oh, would you like to go to, to dinner in Paris tonight? Yeah, sure. Uh, so yeah, it's, well, not now because COVID, but still, like, it's nice to to have friends that will just give you things. Even though if they're not really your friends, you're still getting things. So yeah, things are important. I'm with you, Ricardo. Um, it's a rich friend over a loyal friend for me. I think at this point in my life, I feel like I've got enough friends. <laughs> and I say that not as a very popular person, but in the sense of <laughs> I've got a few close friends who I'm very close to. By this point, I don't really need a lot of new friends. So if I'm going to have money. a new friend, they may as well benefit me by potentially uh, giving me, buying me stuff. However savage that sounds, I am who I am. Don't judge me. <laughs> I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. That's basically the the same uh, sort of view that I was going to have. So my, I have like a group of friends, and that's my that's my group. That's it now. Like I've I've come to terms with my life. I'm happy with it. I've got my friends. I don't want to make any more. However, if there's a multi billionaire wandering about who wants to be friends, fine. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll be friends with you. I will add you to my inner circle, and will gladly accept uh, an invitation onto your private jet. That's fine. Damn right. And that's how you get sold in. <laughs> it's true. Other countries. Exactly. Yeah. Still nice experience. Uh, you get to fly a jet before you get sold. Yeah, exactly. Swings and roundabouts. <laughs> Amazing. Well, that is actually it for today. And what have we learned, kids? We learned you should fight the machine by going karaoke, sing the Halo tune with a Welsh accent, swipe left on that catfish because they might be a snake and snakes are jerks. But if you stay, there might be cake. Also, never send a voice note to your rich friend to ask his butler to do your dishes. Otherwise, I'll take away your Lenore Spring Awakening. Cake. <laughs> cake. <laughs> Tim, thank you very much for joining us today. You've Thank been you an amazing much. judge. I think, like, I really value your opinion because you chose me. Yeah, you would. So, <laughs> thank you very much. Um, I do uh, appreciate you inviting me on. It's absolutely amazing time. And if I did say anything that offended anyone, I do apologize and don't blame me. Exactly, blame Ricardo. Yeah, just blame Ricardo. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. much easier. Yeah, thank you for coming. This has been the blind debate. Uh, we look forward to seeing you next week for our season finale. Uh, Ricardo is currently in the lead, so uh, the most that I can get is a draw. No, no, no. Actually, actually, because the season finale is actually with two people, we're going to get two points, so you can still win. Well, there you go. This is a a monumentous moment for me, then. Uh, I will start practicing as soon as we finish this recording. Thank you for listening. Tim, thank you for coming on. This has been The Blind Debate. I've been Neil. I've been Ricardo. And I've been a guest, Tim. See you. Remember to follow us on Instagram at Blind Debate Podcast and on Twitter at Blind Debate. Bye. Bye. Bye.